Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Let's start uh, with the Yankees situation and judge. Uh, number one, uh, you know, I know, let's just get to the specifics. Obviously, he's got the Red Sox for four games. The Yankees would love for him to do it this weekend because the Yankees are going to road now for a little bit. I think they go to Toronto uh, next week, and the Yankees, uh, you know, before they wrap up the season. I don't even know what the Yankees' schedule is, but I know next week they did. They do have a series in Toronto. Is it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? So the Yankees then would be desperate for him to break the record here at Yankee Stadium like Maris did in 1961, and they would be desperate to have him have a chance to do it in New York. So the Yankees in these next four games would like that to happen in the absolute worst way. The Yankees' schedule, let me go through that for a second. Yes, they do go to Toronto Monday, Tuesday, and thereabouts. So this is an important four games. He's got a little pressure on Judge to do it in these four games. Um, and we'll see how the Red Sox handle it. More on them in a sec. As far as uh, last night is concerned, I know the Yankee fan base at 14 to 46,000 who were there at Yankee Stadium, minus the folks who may have left like they did the night before. Uh, so the Yankee fan who left empty seats in the ballpark there on Tuesday night, who then left before the bottom of the ninth at bat when the Yanks trailed 8-4. Now, I understand getting out of Yankee Stadium and getting on that major digging isn't easy, but if you're a Yankee fan and you're there to see Judge against the Pirates, no less, you don't leave the game until you know for sure as the bats are done. Last night, I guess they stuck around during an eight-run Yankee eighth inning. I didn't see it last night. Roger McGuinn uh, in Norwalk. We'll get to that a little later on, too. But meanwhile, uh, the Yankees, uh, you know, the pitcher walked. The lefty reliever walked judge uh, in that spot in the eighth inning and didn't give him a lot to hit. Now, uh, I am not going to, let's start with that first. I am not going to kill the pitcher in this situation. No pitcher wants to be the guy to give up uh, a record-setting home run. And if they can pitch around, judge, they're going to pitch around them. Uh, and that's just, I understand in a perfect world, especially if it's a bad team, you like to have the pitchers attack, judge. But that's easier said than done. You know, you're a competitor and you know, you're in that situation. You'd rather not give him a cookie like uh, Will Crow did the other night when he hit number 60 in the ninth inning of that comeback uh, on a 3-1 pitch. And there, at least, the Pirates are nursing the lead. I'm not going to go out there and kill uh, really anybody to sit there and, uh, you know, uh, here, here, Aaron, hit the home run and do it off me. Make me happy. I, I'm not going to. These guys are competitive athletes. You like to have them challenged, but these are young kids, lots of cases in September. And, I, I you know, they don't want the infamy of giving up the home run that's going to be by their name for the rest of their lives. So that's number one. Uh, so I'm going to give the pitcher a little break there. I am not giving the manager a break. And, uh, you know, listen, I think Cora, for the most part, I didn't see the two games, but it sounds like Cora, for the most part, last week, when the Red Sox hosted the Yankees two games at Fenway, it sounded like outside of the 10th inning of one game where he should have pitched to him, it sounds like that uh, he attacked Judge and, you know, didn't put him on base. I don't want to see Cora in these next four games under any circumstances put four fingers up to signal an intentional walk, no matter what this, I don't care what the circumstance is. The Red Sox had all year to go out there and make these games meaningful. They were very unsuccessful. They did not do so. They've been awful. They're under five. The Yankees are playing for nothing. So you're not going to sit there and tell me that you're trying to be fair to the other teams. The Yankees aren't playing for anything. They're the two seed. Nobody's catching them, and they're not catching Houston. So that's over with, and they won the division. So the idea now that somehow, you know, uh, we're going to hear a manager say, 
I'm in protecting the integrity of the game. That's nonsense. There's no integrity of the game to protect. And I don't care what the sequence is here. And I think Cora will do it. So I think this is really a moot point. But I don't want to have any here. I don't want to see or hear or read anything about Cora, you know, basically shying away from pitching the judge, no matter what the circumstances, these next four games. I just don't want to see it. So uh, hopefully uh, he won't do that. I guess last week, for the most part, in the eight or nine at-bats against Judge, he went after him, except for one at-bat in the 10th inning, which I was not aware of. This is a week later now. The Yankees have won the division. There's nothing for them to play for. And the same thing goes for Boston. This is all about Judge down the stretch. And he should go out there and pitch to him no matter what the uh, circumstances might dictate. So hopefully he'll do that. And I'm not going to kill the pitchers. Even if they're instructed to go after Judge, if they want to throw him three breaking balls in the dirt, you know, I mean, do I love it? No, but I understand it. Nobody wants to be the Al Downing. Nobody wants to be the Tracy Stoddard. Nobody wants to be that kind of guy, you know, who gives up that, you know, Steve Traxel. Uh, nobody wants to be that kind of guy and never goes away. So I, I, you know, I get it if they want to shy away and let somebody else be the, uh, you, know, uh, you know, the fall guy for judge. So I get that. That's uh, the second thing. Third thing is I had Roger Maris. See, what a job, what a job by Doug Jacklin. I had Roger Maris Jr. on uh, television an hour or so ago on High Heat, and he he did a wonderful job in that little spot. Now, uh, he, of course, uh, Roger's son, uh, we all know that he's been at Yankee Stadium here this week. He, uh, let me just give you a quick highlight, and then I'll get to the broadcast. Let me just give you a quick highlight what he said. Number one, Erie, the fact that they both played right field, his dad and, and Judge. His dad wore nine, Judge wore his 99. And also, it's 61 years since Maris hit the 61st home run. And now, obviously, Judge is trying to do the same thing. So the, the number game is interesting, and it wasn't lost on Roger or the Maris family. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, that is item number one. Item number two, the two things that Maris, the senior, uh, always uh, regretted. Number one is that everybody remembered him for the home runs that particular year and did not realize how good a player he was, and that bothered him. You know, Roger won back-to-back MVPs. Roger hit 39-60 and it was a 30-33 in uh, 61 in three successive years. So he won the MVP in 60, and won the MVP in 61, and then he turned around in 62 and had a good year. So he, he hit basically 120-something home runs in a three-year period, went to St. Louis, was good there, helped him win a championship, almost a second, and before he got to the Yankees, he was good. He was good, and I think that bothers uh, his, uh, bothered Roger Maris Sr. that all anybody wanted to talk about was the one year when he had a good career, and Roger Maris Jr. indicated that today. Uh, that's the second thing. The third thing that he was also uh, bothered by was the Frick scenario. Remember, we talked about it with Steve yesterday, Mr. Phillips. Uh, Frick put an asterisk. And I think he may have done it in the middle of the year. He didn't do it at the beginning of the year. I think he did it when he saw the record was in jeopardy. He put an asterisk next to the home run champ, whoever that might be. It could have been Mantle, uh, based on the fact that if he didn't do it in 154 games, it wasn't the same as Ruth, who obviously did it in 154. That was the first year they went to 162 that's why i put it in there because that was the first year of the expansion year and the season increased by eight games 
so frick somewhere in the course of the summer i don't know what the date was but somewhere that summer increased uh, put the said if you don't do it 154 games we'll put an asterisk there it's not the same not the same record now i think in hindsight that's a terrible error at the time i can understand it put a lot more pressure as it turned out on maris because 154 became the figure instead of 162 so i think that is interesting and uh that bothered rogers senior and i don't blame him late in his life that bothered uh, uh that bothered rogers senior number three or as far as maris jr is concerned or number four uh he definitely thinks 61's the record as you'd expect it's his father who said it and he thinks the record would be purified if uh Judge gets to 62 this week or whenever he does here in the next two weeks of the season. I think we all agree with that. He thinks the fact that it's a Yankee doing it makes it extra special, but he does not think that 73 or 70 or 66 is the record. And then number four, when this is what I did not know, I asked him about McGuire and he said McGuire called Mrs. Maris whenever he did. You know, sometime between uh, the last, you know, when he broke it in 98, that he called Mrs. Maris to apologize about setting a record. Now, he may have done that in conjunction with the Costas interview that he did on MLB Network. I don't know when he did it. And I never, re- I don't remember when he, I don't remember it, but maybe I, I just missed it. But he did call the Maris family to apologize profusely for cheating. McGuire did it. Now, he gave McGuire credit for being a stand-up guy and doing that, and he forgives him, but he did call the Maris family to apologize for not getting the record, not setting the record properly. So I thought that was interesting. So that was a good spot today on High Heat. I hate to promote, cross-promote. I don't like to do that. One show's listeners are not necessarily the other show's listeners or watchers, but I wanted to give you that because it adds to the program. And then lastly, uh, you know, this is going to be a problem now uh, uh, for Apple TV. The game tomorrow night, and let's assume against Wackett tonight, he doesn't hit two home runs. The game tomorrow night is on Apple TV. Now, from what I was told earlier today, they are going to allow the MLB network to break in and show the judge at bats. I don't know if that's been confirmed, but that was the feeling this morning that the MLB network will be able to show the judge at bats tomorrow night with the game on Apple TV. So that, that's number one. Number two, uh, yes now is all been out of shape. And the Yankees, not yes. The Yankees are all been out of shape trying to make this last second switcheroo and trying to make sure they get the Yankee game on the Yes Network and they're willing to do anything to make sure that happens, pay for the production costs, let Kay, Cohn, and O'Neill call the game. They're doing everything they can. They now want the game off Apple TV and they want the game somehow, some way on Yes. They don't mind if it's simulcast, but they would prefer Kay to do the game and they want the game on Yes. Now, I can can't listen I can't stomach that these are this these this is the same franchise that went out of its way this year to bother everybody and sell the WPIX games to Amazon Prime you know that Friday night 2025 game package that they had that they sold to make a buck and they sold it over to Amazon Prime so now the Yankees are trying to go out there and get the games back which is now on Apple TV well, hold on now. He didn't give a garbage about the Yankee fan with the Amazon Prime stuff, having to find the game on Amazon Prime. He didn't care at all, Randy Levine and company. So now you care about getting the games back. That's garbage. That I'm not listening to. All right, if you had been fair to your Yankee fan and put the games on PAX, which have been on for 100 years, and had the selection of games, it's about 20 of them, that are on Friday nights, whenever the game is on, on PAX, the game schedule, if you would have done that all year long and not right after the money, 
I would have said, you know what, that's fair. You know, we're the Yankee Network. It's a big Yankee moment. Can we figure out a way to make sure this game, specifically on Friday night, gets on the Yankee Network? Well, the fact that you have not been true to yourself and the fact that you went out of your way to screw the Yankee fan and make the poor old guys sitting somewhere in, up in Queens or in Yonkers or in Westchester, wherever they might live, fiddling around with his remote trying to find a Yankee game because you want to get an extra couple of dollars. I can't now listen to you scream and yell about how you want the Yankee game back from the streaming services. You couldn't wait to sell it to the streaming services. Now you want it back because it suits your needs and you want to quote-unquote, take care of the Yankee fan? Nonsense. He didn't give a garbage about the Yankee fan when you sold the games. You don't get them back now. So hopefully, although it's you can argue what you want about how this game is on Apple TV, and you can argue about, you know, the broadcasting crew, go ahead. Scream and yell. It's not your typical Yankee broadcast. I mean, what does Hunter Pence know about the Yankees? I mean, uh, to be fair, he's a good player, a nice guy, but, I mean, he's not following the Yankees on a day-to-day basis. So you want to scream about that, that it's not a familiar voice uh, calling the Yankee broadcast, and the Yankee fan wants to hear their familiar voices doing the game? I have no problem with that argument. If that is your case, these games shouldn't be on Apple TV to begin with. I'm okay with that, too. I'm okay with that. But at least the at-bats you can watch, I think, on MLB Network. I think. I think. Now, in a perfect world, should the game be on? Yes, with Kay, Cohn, and O'Neill, or any combination. Paul O'Neill from his house in Cincinnati, by the way. He's not at the game either. <laughs> I mean, that's another story altogether. I mean, so we're going to scream about Paul O'Neill doing the game. Yeah, Paul O'Neill's nowhere near Yankee Stadium. Now, how does that make sense? So, yes, is going to scream. Use our announcers with we'll Troy O'Neill. O'Neill's doing a ball game from his pajamas in the basement in Cincinnati. I mean, come on. I mean, really? But, again, baseball made this deal with Apple TV. It is a disgrace. Let's be fair. Call it like we see it. It, uh, They got burned with it. They got their hands in a cookie jar. We've been screaming about it all year. Baseball looks bad now. They got the, you know, they got a huge moment in their sport, and you got Apple TV sitting there covering the Yankees and Judge with broadcasters who don't know a lot about the Yankees on a day-in, day-out basis on a service, albeit free. You got to search on your remote. And it's sort of unfamiliar to the Steve Torres of the world, who, by the way, moaned and groaned about this for two days today, uh, two hours today. And I understand. I get it. It's not ideal, but that's the deal you made, and now you got to live with it. But the fact that the Yankees, who couldn't wait to get the games off PIX, free television, and put them on Amazon, now they want the games back with, by the way, O'Neill, who's nowhere near Yankee, who's 3,000 miles away from Yankee Stadium? You must be kidding me. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.